often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 450. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. And uh, I am once again inside the Slapbox bunker. As I'm waiting out the end of the world. Although still, maybe it did happen in 2012 and we're just in some kind of... non-existence. I don't know. Or the machines have already taken over and somehow we're uh, Matrix-style inside some bubbles. Where uh, they're just like feeding us nutrients in these little bubbles to then just use us as fuel. I think that's probably what's happening. I feel it. I think it's sometimes I can feel the injections. And then them just sucking my, my essence dry. That's totally what's happening. Or my 40-year-old brain's just finally fucking with me enough to start having major hallucinations. Either way, I record yet another one in my mind or in real life. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, looking up uh, ways to make uh, you know extra cash, trying to find some other uh, source of income. It's Will. Uh, and uh, there for a bit, I was going on... Uh, a journey throughout the week of just kind of looking into, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies have been around for quite a while now. And uh, I was just, I was curious more of, I don't think I will actually attempt any of this. Seems a little bit too much expensive to get into, too much risk factor. But I was kind of looking into, uh, you know, uh, mining cryptocurrencies. Obviously, mining Bitcoin is really hard to do these days because you need a lot to be able to do that. And uh, the stuff advances so quickly. You gotta invest a lot of money into mining that stuff. But there are some uh, uh, less expensive cryptocurrencies that are possible to mine on your own. But then you run into a lot of problems with that. I mean, you still have to invest a lot of money, and then then you know it takes the whole problem of uh, you're running like several PCs with uh, graphics processors, which apparently for uh, like Ethereum, I think, is one where you can use graphic processors and just a bunch of them to uh, mine the stuff. But you end up consuming a lot of power because these things have to run constantly for you to mine the stuff and to make any kind of money off the stuff. And uh, you, it's it's hard to make a profit. And that stuff's uh, very <laughs> unpredictable. It goes up and down rather quickly. So, But, but it was interesting kind of like going down a deep dive in the how that works of course cuz if you're unfamiliar how it work what what mining is per se with cryptocurrencies is uh it's basically a way for to audit the currency itself to make sure all the transactions are on the up and up and basically to do that uh <laughs> I should have made research a little before talking about it too I I know how it works but basically you need computers to uh, figure out the uh, a lot of computing power to uh, go over these transactions and stuff. And then there's a uh, basically because there's no centralized bank because with, uh, you know, the U S dollar, there's a centralized bank 
and they uh they go over the you know they do all the monitoring and stuff because these cryptocurrencies don't have a centralized bank they need miners to go through and uh do all that shit for them so there's a uh, and you need a lot of computer uh power computing power and everything to be able to go through these transactions and yada yada I'm not exactly an expert on this shit but <laughs> You can make money doing it, and apparently there's a lot of people, I guess, in uh, the really sunny places in, like, Arizona and uh, other parts of, like, desert areas where they run off solar power, which makes it a lot easier. But, again, like, solar power, you need a lot of money to get solar panels enough to go in to get a good mining rig set up. And then you also need a backup battery for whenever the sun goes down. And if there's a power out, or, you know, for whatever reason, the solar power goes down, you also need it to keep going to make that money. And so the initial investment on those things are insanely high. But there is some, you know, ability to make profit from it. But, you know, maybe there's a, a future. If, you, if you've heard of the NFTs, I know SNL did a bit on NFTs, uh, which I guess, yeah, I should probably just pull that up. Um, and my computer is not being very cooperative. This, uh, <laughs> anywho, um, must have got a shitty connection all of a sudden. And, uh, all right, I'll just read you what NFT, uh, what Wikipedia has to say about NFTs here. It says, a non-fungible token is a unit of data on a digital ledger called a blockchain where each NFT can represent a unique digital item, and thus they are not interchangeable. NFTs can represent digital files such as art, audio, videos, item in video games, and other forms of creative work. The NFTs can be bought on an NFT market. Access to any copy of the original file, however, is not restricted to the owner of the token while the digital files themselves are infinitely reproducible, the NFTs representing them are tracked on their underlying blockchains and provide buyers with proof of ownership of the NFTs. NFTs can be used to com commodify digital creations such as digital art, video game items, and music files. Blockchain uh, chains such as Ethereum, Tezos, Tezos, not sure how you pronounce that, and Flow each have their own token standards to define their use of NFTs. Increased interest in the market for NFTs has resulted in increased speculation as the same investors who had previously speculated on cryptocurrencies began trading NFTs at greatly increasing volumes. Uh, NFTs mostly run on a proof-of-work blockchain, which is less energy-efficient than a proof-of-stake blockchain. This results in some criticism of the carbon footprint for NFT transactions. Uh, basically, I mean, you. Uh, I think this kind of explains it better, I guess. There's an article here on uh, CNET that talks about, I looked up, like, the craziest transaction NFTs. And uh, people are paying ridiculous sums of money for these NFTs. So basically, it's the original, uh, like, first edition of, you know, uh, it can, it's a lot of times just art, but it can be, uh, you know, uh, digital art, but it can be audio, I guess video as well, and other, uh, 
types of uh, formats. But uh, this is, uh, of course, on CNET here. It's the NFT bubble. The craziest non-fungible token sales so far. Someone paid over $400 for a 52-minute recording of farts. Now, that sounds like something I could do. (laughs) It seems like any minute this bubble could burst. I don't see this uh, lasting long. But you know what? Cryptocurrencies seem like that, you know, they probably weren't going to last long. Maybe NFTs. That's the new way of uh, making money is an art. Art art sales have always been goofy, especially like modern art. You go to a museum, you see a fucking toilet spray painted gold, and they sold it for like 30 grand. And it's just, you know, a toilet, just a plain old toilet they spray painted, you know? Shit like that. Uh, but anyway, this article... Uh, you're written by Daniel Van Boom. Dude, that's a killer name. I'm digging your name, CNET guy. Daniel Van Boom. <laughs> it sounds like an action star. <laughs> uh, like Van Dam. Van Boom. Daniel Van Boom. May not quite look like an action star. He just looks like an everyday Joe. He's got a nice smile. He's got a, a beard. Looks like he might be a lumberjack. <laughs> Daniel Van Boom. <laughs> uh but <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, but basically, you can sell memes and shit as NFTs. Here in this article, it says uh, cryptocurrency is no longer the strangest online trend. Those reins have been taken by NFTs. Non-fungible tokens have become a sensation or scandal, thanks to the headline-grabbing insanity of it all. Memes being sold for the cost of a Tesla. Tweets fetching seven-figure bids and digital art selling for $69 million. You can sell a fucking tweet. This That just seems absurd. Why would you? Yeah. I, I, yeah, so uh, non-fungible assets are those that aren't interchangeable with one another. Every $100 bill holds the same value as any other $100 bill. Therefore, they are fungible. Houses, cars, and collectibles are non-fungible. Houses of the same size on the same street will sell for different prices, and the same model of the same car can similarly uh, similarly vary in cost, uh, which takes us to non-fungible tokens. Um, let's see here. I lost my place here. Non-fungible tokens. I totally... Uh... <laughs> okay, here we go. They're essentially certifications of ownership recorded on a blockchain. Non-fungible tokens put the ownership of a digital product, be it digital art, a video clip, or even just a JPEG or GIF on that ledger. In the age of NFTs, downloading a picture is like owning a print. Having the NFT is like owning the original painting. Real digital artists are making real money on NFTs. Take Beeple. He's a digital artist with a huge fan base, over 1.8 million followers on Instagram. Art he sold as an NFT recently fetched $69 million, 69 at a Christie's auction. That's insane to you or me, but not to people who frequent Christie's auctions who spend $60 million on abstract expressionist paintings. But even if there's a small percentage of NFT sales you can make sense of, there are many more which are absolutely positively nuts. For example, $85 for a fart. <laughs> when uh, COVID, the COVID-19 uh, lockdown began last March, Brooklyn filmmaker Alex Ramirez Malice 
and uh, four friends did the obvious thing. Started sending audio recordings of their farts to one another through a WhatsApp group chat. One year later, Ramirez Malice is auctioning 52 minutes of audio flatulence as an NFT. The auction's starting price, $85. Would you pay $85 for farts? Would be a solid investment if you did, because since someone out there was ultimately willing to pay 0.24 Ethereum, or about $420 for the NFT, that's more in addition to selling the 52-minute recording. He's also selling NFTs for individual farts. Several have been sold, including fart number 420 for about $90. (laughs) If people... Uh, are selling digital art and gifts. Why not sell farts? Ramirez Malas told the New York Post, truer words have never been spoken. Uh, here's a tweet from Charmin. Introducing NFT by Charmin. That's, uh, sometimes a better bathroom experience goes beyond the seat. That's why we're rolling out the first ever NFT art by to- a toilet paper brand. Bid on the digital art using the link below. All proceeds donated to direct relief. Oh, man. So Charmin's even buying and selling NFTs. What the fuck? Uh, NFTP. See here. As the NFT craze catches headlines, brands are jumping on the bandwagon. Example, toilet paper maker Charmin. In a series of tweets last week, Charmin introduced digital art and various illustrations of rolls of toilet paper that will be putting up for sale as NFTs. Uh, one which looks potentially seizure-inducing as a top bid of roughly $2,120 or 1.25 wrapped Ethereum. That's not a lot in the scheme of silly NFT sales, but it's a lot to spend on a toilet paper advertisement. There are five other NFTs for sale with bids ranging from $500 to about $1,700. All proceeds will be donated to Direct Relief, Charmin said as part of our ongoing efforts to improve the lives of people impacted by poverty or emergency situations around the world. Oh, there's the classic bad luck Brian there, the picture with the kid with the braces, the crazy smile. It's a great classic picture. It's, uh, <clears throat> remember bad luck Brian? It was a meme popularized in 2012 when a yearbook photo of a high school student, Kyle Craven, Depicted him with braces and a plaid sweater was posted to Reddit. People would post a picture with macro captions of unfortunate events like Escapes Burning Building Gets Hit by Fire Truck. Most of the good ones are too NSFW for me to post here. Uh, Kyle Craven has had the last laugh though selling the yearbook photo as an NFT for $36,000. Kind of a beautiful underdog story for the digital age. Kind of. Holy shit, man. 36 grand for an old picture of yourself from a fucking yearbook, man. I don't, sadly, I don't have any good picture. I don't think any of my yearbook pictures were good enough to uh, sell. Maybe I'd have to pay people to take. I don't know. There's a, there's a Homer Simpson, Homer Pepe thing uh, going on. I guess uh, this art was sold as an NFT and, uh, thirty-eight thousand dollars in twenty eighteen, and flipped three years later for three hundred twenty thousand dollars. What the fuck? Uh, Homer is Pepe. This one is dumb, but also is an illustrative example of why people are buying NFTs to sell them for more later on. 
The above piece of art is like a Pokemon card for a hell creature merge of Homer Simpson and Pepe the Frog. Homer Simpson is well Homer Simpson, and Pepe is an internet frog that's popular on 4chan and other areas of the internet. The NFT for this art recently sold for $320,000. It's fucked up. The Nyan Cat. Uh, now we get into the stupid money. Nyan Cat was a YouTube sensation nearly 10 years ago. It was a video of pixelated cat with a Pop-Tart for a torso, along with the tune of a Japanese pop song. It has, ne- it has over 185 million views on YouTube and has become a ubiquitous GIF in the years since. The design of Nyan Cat was inspired by my cat Marty, who crossed the Rainbow Bridge but lives on in spirit, wrote its creator the sales page of for the NFT of Nyan Cat. It would end up selling for 300 Ethereum, which is $531,000. That's over a half a million dollars. Fuck me for a cat <laughs> with a fucking Pop-Tart flying, what is it, out of its ass? I forgot how they work. I have to look at this picture. Well, it's like a cat with a Pop-Tart body with a rainbow coming out of its ass. That's what's basically, yeah. That's <laughs> it's the Nyan Cat. Uh Whoa, Jack Dorsey's first tweet. He was, of course, the founder of Twitter. Uh, Just setting up my Twitter, tweeted Jack Dorsey, co-founder and CEO of Twitter, back in 2006. Turns out that each of those words is worth about $580,000 as the NFT for that tweet sold for $2.9 million fucking dollars. That's insane. I mean, what what do you... I don't get it. Like, I, I get... It's basically you're just selling like a digital file that really doesn't, to me, shouldn't have any <laughs> value, but people are paying it. All right. Uh, Dorsey has said the proceeds will be turned into Bitcoin and donated to Give Directly, a charity that helps six African countries with COVID 19 relief. The philanthropy is nice, not to be understated, since it'll likely save thousands of lives, but there's also some clever marketing at play here. NFTs are closely related to cryptocurrency, since both are based on blockchain to the point where NFTs are sold. Almost always bought with Ethereum, second biggest currency after Bitcoin. So if you're a big investor in cryptocurrency like Dorsey is, inflating the NFT bubble isn't a bad way to help your crypto holdings appreciate. Yeah. And uh, which is why it's not surprising to see Tesla CEO Elon Musk tweet about NFTs and tease selling one in the future. But despite the, despite the ph- philanthropy, the guerrilla marketing, and the distinct possibility that the buyer will be able to flip the tweet for $10 million in a few years, dropping $2.9 million on a tweet is a sign we've entered a new era of internet insanity. Yeah, that's just, it's just fucking insane. $2.9 million for a fucking tweet, man. For for what? I mean, you're not, like, reprinting the tweet and making money off it. I wouldn't think. Like, I guess you could, but... <laughs> who else going to buy a shirt with that on it? I mean, I'm sure there might be a couple of people. I don't think you're going to make $2.9 million off it. That's fucked up. That is... That is... That's worse than the farts, man. I mean... At least there'd be some entertainment possibly from the farts. I mean, it could be funny to listen to 52 minutes of farts. I might have spent $400 on worse things. Might have. $2.9 million on a few fucking words that were posted on Twitter. Hey, I'm sitting on my Twitter account. First ever guy to do that. 
that seems like a huge, huge waste of money. Uh, I guess I could play the uh, SNL bit on the uh, NFTs. That might explain it a little bit better. Um, NFT. Let's see here. A little song. I'm not monetizing this, so I can be okay with, uh, <laughs> you know, playing this. I'm not going to get sued, I don't think. Although maybe in the future I'll decide to sell this podcast as an NFT. I'll take it all off the internet. Well, I mean, you can still leave it on the internet. I'll have the original file. Be like, it's an NFT, bitch. NFT. Hmm. All right. Let's see here. See if I can uh, pull this up here. Do it properly. Make sure there's not a commercial. Oh, there's a commercial. So we will not do the audio of the commercial because uh, they are not a sponsor of my show. And uh, here I've seen this commercial a lot already. This Chad. All right, here we go. Oh, nope. Here we go. Wow. Secretary Yellen, it, it was an honor to have you with us today. Well, it was my pleasure, Professor. It's always nice to speak to aspiring economists. Do we have time for one more question? Hey, I don't have anywhere to be. All right. Uh, anyone have a question? Come on, guys. The Secretary of Treasury is right next to us. Uh, yes, you, young man. Two silicon boys were talking outside, talking outside, talking outside. Okay, and so what is your question? Two silicon boys were talking outside, talking outside, talking outside. Uh, Pete Davidson's yeah, wearing I, I Robin first costume. <laughs> Now what the hell's an NFT? Apparently cryptocurrency. Everyone's making so much money. Can you please explain what's an NFT? I said, what the hell's an NFT? It's like real life monopoly. Everyone is doing it like Gronkowski. Can you please help me make an NFT? Son, I didn't understand a word you just <laughs> said. Hey, thanks. That is not a compliment. Ah, I disagree. I actually see what you're saying, young man. Um, we are aware of NFTs, and they Excuse are currently... I can break it down for you. I'm sorry, are you Morpheus from the Matrix film series? No, but I do have pills if you need some. Anyway, <laughs> the thing about yeah. NFTs is... just a list of complete nonsense but you're not totally wrong uh can anyone here expound on that a bit more eloquently according anyone? to the janitor what about you <laughs> man with the mop who me well i wasn't really paying attention but if i had to explain nfts I'd probably say that. Hey, here's the thing about NFTs. It's a non-fungible token, you see. Non-fungible means that it's unique. There can only be one like you and me. NFTs are insane. insane. Built on a blockchain. That's right. A digital ledger of transactions. It records information on what's happening. When it's minted, you can sell it as art. And this concludes my rapping part. Wow. 
that's pretty much what I would have said, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, I don't know if this is too forward, but I actually have tickets for uh, UFC 260 if you guys want to come. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. Great. I love the nerds part at the end. That's the part, the the fantastic part. There's a, oh, wow. The the overall sales are up 55% already since 2020. That's fucked up, man. NFTs. I gotta find a way to way to do that. <laughs> I feel it seems so ridiculous that it seems like at some point they're gonna determine it's illegal. I don't know. It just sounds. There's a ridiculous. Uh, I looked up here. I found an article here on CoinDesk.com. It says uh, how to. I searched on how to sell uh, NFTs. So it's uh, you. How to create NFTs? Creating your own NFT artwork, whether it be a GIF or an image, is relatively straightforward process and doesn't require extensive knowledge of the crypto industry. NFT artwork can also be used to create collectibles like sets of digital cards. Before you start, you will need to decide on which blockchain you want to issue your NFTs. Ethereum is currently the leading blockchain service for NFT issuance. However, there is a range of other blockchains that are becoming increasingly popular, including Binance Smart Chain, Flow by Dapper Labs, Tron, EOS, Polkadot, Tezos, Cosmos, and Wax. I mean, I kind of go like Tron because I just love Tron. <laughs> the movie, I don't know anything about the business. Uh, let's see. Each blockchain has its own separate NFT token standard, battle walled services and marketplaces. For instance, if you create NFTs on top of the Binance Smart Chain, okay, this is, the article's already getting way too boring. <laughs> uh, just give me an... Uh, yeah, there's no easy explanation here, you fuckers. Hmm. I'll have to look into that, I guess, at some other point in time. There's uh I'll have to uh finance my empire some other way. I was just watching uh before I did this too. Uh you know, yeah, you know, I mean if these NFTs don't work out, I guess I'll have to do some breaking bad sort of shit, you know. But I'm not that I don't know that much about the drug trade to be able to uh like say run coke or cook meth. I don't know. I don't have a background in uh chemistry so I, I don't think i see myself as a walter white situation and you know i'm not real big on killing people either it's not really a big thing of mine kind of against that so <laughs> maybe that's on, on the outs yet i haven't found out i have can cancer yet so we're not there yet <laughs> but uh anyway before i wa- uh, was recording here i was watching uh i think it's called i think it's just called white boy there's a, let, let me see. It's like number six on Netflix right now. Yeah, I think it's just White Boy. There's a, yeah, here we go. It's a documentary from 2017. Um, it's about uh, this uh, young, at the time he was 17. It's in eight, night. this is a, it's what IMDb has to say about it. It's a true crime documentary. Uh, I guess you call it a true crime documentary. It's a documentary. 
In uh, 1980s Detroit, 17-year-old Richard uh, Wershey uh, Jr. allegedly ran a sophisticated inner-city drug dealing operation. Now journalists, police, federal agents, and hitmen are speaking for the first time about the legend of White Boy Rick. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good doc. Pretty good doc. And uh, the, uh, the guy, Richard Wershey, I believe is how you pronounce his name, spent 29 years in prison. He went to jail when he was uh fucking uh when he was 17 and uh you, okay, I guess all in all he spent 32 years in prison. Okay. So I guess he finally I believe he's officially out of prison now. But uh he never murdered anybody and uh he made some money as a drug dealer, but the, he was like 14. The The story's just fucking crazy, man. It's it's really crazy stuff. Like, uh, he his dad had uh, worked as an FBI informant when uh, he was, when the son, uh, Richard, was uh, Richard Jr. Dick Jr. Um, white boy. White boy Rick, as they uh, <coughs> commonly referred to him as. When he was 14, his dad was selling arms to these big-time drug dealers, drug lords in Detroit. And uh, he was also working as an FBI informant, giving him information on these uh, drug dealers. And he was using his son to uh, get all the information. And these cops and the FBI, there was all kinds of... Uh, Departments that were using him to find out all these information on these drug dealers. And a fucking kid, you know? They're just throwing this kid in there, like, hey, go in there and go find this information on this fucking killer over here. And they got all kinds of information. They did all these big busts and stuff. And the cops were, there was a bunch of dirty fucking cops and a mayor that was involved. And, uh,. <clears throat> Eventually, after they had gotten the big bust of the guy that the the bigger guy that I guess uh, Jimmy uh, I don't remember his uh, last name off the hand it's out of my head, but uh, when they put uh, had enough for an indictment on him, they just broke off contact with the white boy Rick here, and he. He did make a stipend, I guess, from being an informant and stuff. And he was used to the lifestyle of having that money and then just he'd been selling drugs and shit because he had to get in and go with these guys. And he just kept selling drugs afterwards. Uh, so, you know, do what you know. I mean, you're 17 and, like, the the cops and stuff would actually force him to stay out all night and go to these clubs so they could tell so he could tell them who all the drug dealers were, what they were doing, all that shit. And he would tell him he had to go to school in the morning. He's like, no, well we need you here. That's uh this is more important. <laughs> and uh I don't know why he couldn't do anything else besides sell drugs. Huh, don't know. But lo and behold, like he kept selling drugs and for like a year after they had broke contact off with him, like he continued to sell drugs and uh, make a decent amount of money doing so. And then uh, he had been shot at one point, too, before, like, they had 
the FBI and everything had broken contact with him. But there was several times, I guess, too, afterwards that they had... It's a crazy doc, man. It gets fucking batshit crazy. And I guess uh, one of the detectives at Homicide, I get, well, he started out Detective Homicide. The guy was end up trying to run for mayor. I think his name is Glenn Hill, if I remember correctly. There's a... <clears throat> I, I know what to do. Beverly Hills Cop. There was a... I believe it's Beverly Hills Cop. There's uh the guy that this cop actually uh yeah pull this shit up on IMDb find out what this uh cop's name is because there was a damn it um Gil it's just Gil Hill not Glenn this guy is an actual cop. And he went on to uh, <coughs> play <laughs> the the uh, boss of uh, Eddie Murphy in uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and uh, he uh, apparently was pretty dirty and uh, had a lot of connections to these drug dealers and shit in Detroit. And apparently he was one of the biggest reasons why White Boy Rick stayed in jail for fucking ever. I mean, it's it's a just batshit crazy story, man. It is crazy. And also, one of the craziest things, one of the times that uh, Rick was arrested, this uh, <laughs> big-time drug dealer, war, drug lord, whatever you want to call him, he was one of the big bosses, uh, was married to the niece, I guess, of one of the mayors of Detroit. And through that, there was a lot of connections with the police and stuff. They had these drug dealers through that had all kinds of police protection. Well, Rick at 17, maybe he was even 16 at the time, started fucking her. <laughs> Ballsy kid. I think this is after he had been shot too. Like he had been shot because they thought he was a snitch. Then the FBI didn't like put him in like witness protection or anything either. They're like, "Well, look, you just ride this out. Like they're gonna think, like you just don't don't like go after anybody that shot you. Say it was an accident, and they're gonna fucking think that you're a fucking legit, you know, thug. That you're uh, a <laughs> you're one of them. You clearly you're not a snitch if you're uh, <laughs> fucking getting shot and uh, nobody's going to jail over it." Which uh, apparently it did work for, for for the cops. That is not so much Rick, uh, but uh, yeah, he had fucked the drug lord's wife, who's also the mayor's fucking niece. And like, uh, yeah, it's crazy stuff. I I suggest if you haven't watched that one, check it out. White boy on Netflix. Not a sponsor, unfortunately. I, I mean, I'd be all for having a sponsor. If they just wanted to just, like, cover my Netflix bill each month, which isn't much. <laughs> but it'd be nice to not have to pay for one bill each month. It would save me, save me some cash. It, was, uh, I, it wouldn't prevent me from having to break bad at some point. But uh, 
so far my car hasn't put me that dangerously into uh, the red that I need to start uh, se- cooking meth. <laughs> That's just not going to go well, again, because of my lack of chemistry skills and uh, lack of knowledge of, let's say, distributors for such of a product could just, I mean, it just seems like a bad business decision, but, uh, there's probably some other illegal activity I could take care of, right? <laughs> I just got to make those NFTs work. That's, that's how that works. That still just seems, that doesn't seem legal. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. You could be able to sell that shit for so much money. That's just absurd. Uh, other than that, uh, what, uh, I'm trying to think now, like what other things I've watched. So I want to say there was some other true crime stuff I had seen, but, uh, yeah, I'm blanking on it. I do love some true crime. I tried, I've been trying to watch the, uh, there's a Pirates one, like Pirates Lost Kingdom, I guess it's something like that on Netflix. But it just hasn't really enthralled me. It is interesting, though, that they had set up, like, an island where the pirates uh, had, uh, like, set up a democracy and shit. It's it's a little interesting, but I don't know. The documentary is just not – I'm just not feeling it, you know? Not feeling it. It's not the right NFT for me. I am – man, that's just – to think that somebody's selling a tweet for $2.9 million. I get it. You know, it's somewhat historical that it's the creator of Twitter. It's the first tweet that ever fucking went out. But it's still just a couple of words. It's not like you're reselling those words. I mean, I guess you could sell the NFT again, but it's... <laughs> uh craziest nonsense for somebody that you know I've I've worked predominantly in all the stuff I've done except for my brief stint in radio when I got paid for just talking on the air and uh, like pressing buttons I've like made a product you know I started out working in restaurants which was uh, which <laughs> was fun at times when I did it I can't imagine going back into restaurants now but I made, you know, a product. I made food to give to people to eat. It seemed like a good transaction. Whereas, uh, you know, like I work in a factory. for. I've worked there for almost 20 years, and we make products, tangible products that you can touch, feel, throw in your fridge, whatever. Uh, and you can, it's like a, you can see the time and work that goes into it, and it makes sense. I printed shirts, you know, again, product. But whereas, like, radio is, like, a little kind of screwy. Like, I guess, I mean, I did make some money doing it, but that even felt a little weird. But I still get it, you know. There's, with when it comes to radio, people are making money off of not so much, like, a product like uh, the, the program itself. That is not making money. It's the... Uh, Radio stations make money off their listeners, the people that come in and list. Like it, they sort of make money off the programming, but only because they bring in more listeners. Because you're charging 
advertisers how much, <clears throat> depending on how many people listened to the show, which can be monitored through various ways, but uh, they they that dictates how much they can charge for ads, and the ads are what really make the revenue. But there is still, you know, like almost a tangible thing there. It's an audience. The audience thing is what you're selling. An NFT, what's the fucking audience? <laughs> you're one like, you can reproduce this file over and over again. People can copy it. It's, they're not paying whenever they're, like, just say it's that fucking Nyan cat. You know, no one's paying <laughs> to reproduce this thing or to get a copy of it. You're just paying for the original, just a digital receipt that says, oh, this is the the OG. You've got the, basically, you've got the digital history of the thing. It doesn't, I can't wrap my brain around that. That's hard, but I want to make money doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would be insane if I got good at, like, selling NFTs, and it was just, you know... Just something absurd, uh, you know, a dick farting or something weird, you know. Like uh, <laughs> it'll be a a Mogwai dick farting. It'll basically be Gizmo's dick farting. It'll be a furry dick, and you can see it's like mouth hole move and it farts. See, I mean, that's just gold. That's just gold. I don't know how well I'd be able to create that. It may look like complete shit, but I feel like somebody might <laughs> might buy that. Like the great uh, line from Robocop, I'd buy that for a dollar. Which I didn't have queued up, unfortunately. The, I never bothered to <laughs> keep my soundboard thing. I remember when I first started, I would play a lot of sound clips. I'd have uh, stuff loaded up into Jazzler Show, which... If you want to make a soundboard, man, on a PC or a laptop, search out Jazzler Show. They have a cart rotation program, and if you just cut up sound files using an audio editor like Audacity, which is open source, you can easily clip up files. Then you get off YouTube, just record them, clip them up, and then uh, you can make an easy soundboard. But I remember I fucking hit that shit nonstop. Like, it, it was annoying. I was never good at like placement. <laughs> Maybe occasionally I'd have one that was pretty good, but it was pretty terrible. It was just like it got kind of annoying. Now I'm just too lazy. But uh, oh, there's a, uh, I haven't been too lazy yet with my car, though. Fun fact: I've actually uh, washed my car now for the second time uh, since I've had it. I've had it for well. <laughs> Maybe I had it three times. I've done it three times. But I didn't wash it all when it was cold. It was winter. Now that it's warm, I, I've been washing it several times. I've done the inside a few times. But uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try the uh, – the, I got a uh, Mother's New Lens headlight restoration kit. My headlights aren't yellow. They're not completely fogged out. But they got a lot of scratches on them. There's a, maybe a slight bit of oxidation. But I, I, I wanted to look good. I wanted to look good. 
And uh, unfortunately, it does. <laughs> I love the car, but it I can honestly admit it does kind of look like a remote control car when you look at it, especially the antenna, the stubby antenna on the top. It makes it look like a, I could just pull out a remote control and just start driving it. I do see the silliness in it. However, I did. I don't remember if I talked about this last week or not. I had run into a friend, Adam, who I hadn't seen in, I guess, a few years. His birthday's today, actually. Um, I saw him at the store at Lowe's, and uh, I had asked me, you know, what's new, all that. And uh, he said, he, you know, he heard it was my 40th uh, birthday and all. And uh, I told him that I had bought a Mini Cooper. And he said, ooh, that's the kind of car you get when you give up on life. Like, oh, uh, I, I didn't have anything, like, smart-ass, like, quick come up to say back to that. I mean, it, it cut deep. It cut deep. It was, uh, <laughs> it's like, man, I really like that car. Like, I drove a Ford Focus before then. Like, that was more of a car that I feel like I was giving up on life from. This one, I, this one's fun to drive. It's got, you know, I forgot how much, is 200, I don't remember how much horsepower mine has. 19 horsepower something maybe it maybe not quite that much it's got quite a bit i mean it's got turbo it's the 2.0 liter engine yeah now now i gotta know (laughs) now i have to know damn it but it's it's a fun car it's stick like i'm not giving up on life uh (laughs) there's a yeah, anyway, I think, no, I guess 189, 189, what was I thinking? I guess the, it's maybe the John Cooper works that has the, uh, no, I don't want that, wrong year, man, wrong year. <clears throat> oh, to 208, it went up to 208, I don't think, twin turbo, I, don't, I think it just have one turbo, there's a, uh, Uh, yeah, but, uh, anyway, there's, uh, oh, this is some bullshit. It says for, uh, I don't get this good at gas mileage. It's got the specs on my, my car here. It says up to 30 city and then 42 highway. I've never had 30. I've had like 24, which sucks because, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, <laughs> That must be on the uh, lower end engines, not on the more the uh, the one that I currently have. That's uh, that's bullshit, fuckers. Fuck you, internet. Um, man, I wish I got like thirty. Maybe I should have gotten a <laughs> smaller, the less powerful engine. That's uh, that would have been nicer. I don't remember what exact my exact specs were. Uh, I know it's the uh, 2.0 liter engine. Um, there's a... Uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, yeah, 189, I guess, is what uh, what the horsepower gets. What I get out of that. 
but that's that's some pretty good shit. I mean, the car doesn't weigh anything. If I got like two friends, two to three, well, I guess I'm going to grab like three friends, one on each corner of the vehicle. We could probably pick it up pretty easily. Uh, and fun fact though, I did uh, drive over to the Muffin Man's yesterday. And I did put two guitars and my guitar effects pedal uh, rack uh, or effects pedal board uh, in the car. Fit, surprisingly. That's that's a bonus. I don't have to give up on life yet, I don't think. I can fit my guitar in there. <laughs> now, when I go to move, you know, fitting everything in there is going to be a bit of a bitch. That might be challenging as... Uh, Again, you know, you drop those seats in the back. You get some room, but uh, there's got to be... I really should probably take those seats out in the back. There's just no need for those. That would get, give me a little bit of room. I know there's some kits to make it look kind of nice in the back. But uh, I really <laughs> could use a bit more room in the back. Here, <laughs> I'm thinking about it, too. I'm like, fuck, I'm not giving up on life. Again, if I give up on life, I'm pretty sure I've stated this several times. I'm just going to blow up all the money in my bank account and just completely annihilate my credit card on a one last trip to Ireland. And there's a good chance it would just end on the Cliffs of Mower. <laughs> I feel like, though, because I love the Cliffs of Mower and I love Ireland so much that being there, I wouldn't want to kill myself. It would just... Then I'm gonna be just fucked in debt. That, <laughs> so maybe I'll just uh, try to find a sell an NFT of me talking about my down and out of uh, me being in Ireland, losing, you know, wasting all my money. Maybe that'll be what finally gets me out of debt. <laughs> Unlikely though. Unlikely. I think that would end up being that's gonna be one. If it's sold, it's like a dollar, and uh, maybe even a peso. You know. Point zero 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 something of an Ethereum. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't seem worthwhile. Now, if I shit into a bag and take a picture of it, that might sell. That might sell. I think the gizmo farting dick is the way to go. That's that's my <laughs> NFT. But again, I don't know a good way to animate that. And uh, audio-wise, I mean, I can do some audio. Automating a... Uh, Automating, <laughs> animating a fucking gizmo dick though. That it's just not uh, in my um skill set. Yeah, I guess we'll say that. You know, I got mad bow staff skills, and uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm not Napoleon Dynamite, but uh, but yeah, animating, not something I'm good at but I don't know that it needs to be good to be sold as an NFT I mean that Nyan cat it's not fancy we've we've all seen the Nyan cat it was big on a lot of the hackers for a long time the uh, lolsec I believe is the ones that use the uh, Nyan cat a lot it is uh, now I gotta look up the old I haven't seen the uh even here, here we go. We're gonna watch it. Yeah, it's just over and over. The cat flying with the rainbow on its ass. It is iconic, though. I need to, I need to just start learning animation, eight bit animation. 
I think that's my NFT. It's a eight bit gizmo farting dick. <laughs> that would be Oh, I spelled animation wrong. Can't type. That's uh Here we go. There's a piscalapp.com free online sprite editor. Maybe that would uh, lead to me. Uh, let's see, this is a Piscal is a free online editor and for animated sprites and pixel art. Create animations in your browser. Try an example. Use Google Sign In to access your gallery, or simply create a new sprite. Oh, I might have to do this. It doesn't say anything about directly selling as an NFT, though. That's kind of a shame kind of a shame. I want to just make it yeah this is interesting I might have to try that might have to try it if for whatever reason you know not even just to make money just because like, I like art. I got this cool uh, wallpaper right now it's I don't know why they decided this I uh I a lot of times I get all my wallpapers or uh, my computer off of uh, DeviantArt dot com because they got just you know big community of artists anybody can get on there and like post art that they've made for some reason <laughs> I don't know what the reference is why like if there's some meaning these two would be together but they put Jesse Pinkman on top of Juggernaut from the X-Men he's sitting on top of Juggernaut's shoulders doing some pose and it says bitch above it it's just so, I love this. Uh, it's it's a colorful art. It's a uh, nice size, nice looking stuff. The colors they use, the skin. It's it's good stuff. I should have should have looked at that artist and uh, see looked at more of their art. I'm really digging this as a thing. But I hope they sold that as an NFT because that I'd buy that for four hundred twenty dollars, not two point nine million. I'd only say that for Jack Dorsey's tweets. That's, <laughs> uh, uh, man, I still just can't. How the fuck can you sell a tweet, man? It's just not right. Now I got it. <laughs> there's, uh, there's got to be more than just that. I guess he's so far the only person to sell his tweet. <laughs> hmm. I guess that's a big article that that's the next frontier is a lot of people selling their tweets as uh, NFTs. They got a great uh, Sotheby's picture on here on this article on wired.com and it's got the Sotheby's auction and then uh, on the what they're voting block it's just Kate Nibs at Nibs and it's got her tweet <laughs> she's selling uh, 
Yeah, here we go. It says, last week a notification popped onto my laptop screen as I got ready for bed. A stranger was offering $500 in exchange for an autographed digital certificate of one of my tweets. What? Why did they want to buy this? I didn't understand. Frankly, it wasn't one of my better tweets. Just a tossed-off joke. Uh, i trying to see who wrote, wrote this uh, article. I don't, I don't even know. It, oh, Kate Nibs wrote Okay, that would be okay. I guess this is a tweet. Uh, uh, wow, really? Uh, frankly, it wasn't one of my better ch- tweets. Just a tossed-off joke. Standing in the kitchen in my pajamas, I clicked accept. I'd been playing around with the new service Valuables by Scent, which allows Twitter users to buy and bid on tweets in the form of non-fungible tokens. If you're unfamiliar with non-fungible tokens, the uh, simplest explanation is the, yeah, we've talked about this. It's the online equivalent of baseball cards or commemorative stamps minted on a blockchain. Uh, it's fucked up. You can make all that money off tweets. But apparently there's <laughs> there's a whole fucking app called... Uh, Scent. Uh, valuables by scent. Okay, valuables. Uh, the, or it's a service. I imagine they have an app, but what the fuck, man? <laughs> it says, and the market is hot. Since valuables launched last December, it has demonstrated that people do, in fact, want to pay money for certificates of ownership for social media posts to buy or sell a tweet through valuables. People must sign up for the service and download a browser extension that doubles as a cryptocurrency wallet like most of the major marketplaces for crypto art valuables use the ethereum blockchain which keeps a secure ledger of the nft transactions this is just absurd uh but yeah i guess there's been a few people that have uh sold sold this shit that's fucking crazy, man. Just absurdness. Too bad I don't have much of a Twitter following. I could, uh, was, I think I'd have to have a big Twitter following to, like, for anybody to judge that my stuff was worth buying, which is a, kind of a problem. So if I'm going to sell, like, a fart or, uh, you know, the gizmo fart, farting dick, it's going to have to get to a big audience. That's just something I haven't figured out how to do yet. I have to figure this out. <laughs> mm. But, uh, wow, man, my brain is going to hurt tonight as I try to get some sleep. I cannot figure out how it's even <laughs> possible to just make money doing that that's just absurd fucking absurd man crazy whack funky you know I like my oatmeal mo- uh, lumpy but I bet a picture of it I could sell for $280,000 my lumpy oatmeal I don't honestly though lumpy oatmeal is not the way to go well you know I don't like it watery but I don't like it like completely dried out either Fun fact. Uh, you know, I haven't had cream of wheat in years since I was a kid. I remember enjoying it as a kid, but I haven't tried it as an adult. Or is that even still a thing? Cream of wheat? I know people say cream of wheat's like grits, but, man, I'd love me some grits. I'd, only reason I'd want to go back 
to South Carolina is for some fucking grits. And uh, that's about the only reason I want to go to South Carolina. I've been there a few times. It, It was meh, meh. Cream of wheat's still a thing. I should try some. I wonder if it's... We can get with the nuts already in it there. There's a... I don't know what the uh, difference between cream of wheat and oatmeal, what kind of uh, benefits there would be to the cream of wheat. I feel like oatmeal is probably better for you, but I don't know about that. (laughs) And, of course, they don't have... They're about, it doesn't say anything about nutrition, fuckers. No, it doesn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it wouldn't be good for a gluten-free di- diet. That's, that's kind of a pisser. Maybe I should stay away from cream of wheat, oatmeal, <laughs> maybe the better way to go. I mean, I don't think I'm, like, allergic to gluten. I thought maybe I was there for a bit. I don't think that's really a thing now for me because I continue to eat a lot of fucking pasta and uh, ramen, which I guess is pasta. But, uh, don't shy away from that shit. Although, you know, I'm fine with the Angry Orchard which I've been sipping on, and that is definitely gluten-free, as it likes to state on all their shit, gluten-free. At least I'm pretty sure it says that. I'm trying to look for it on the bottle, but I'm pretty sure it says that. Usually, oh yeah, naturally gluten-free. They're all about advertising that. All over. If you get sickened by wheat... Don't be afraid. Drink lots of hard cider. It's your uh, best bet. From what I understand, that's how a lot of people survived the bubonic plague. Not so much the cider, but they drank beer because water uh, had germs and shit in it. And a uh, way to get around that is just to have, you know, get yourself some beer, you know? Stuff that had been, like, brewed and everything. That was the way they uh, hydrated. Or at least that's what that Netflix documentary told me. I don't know if there's much truth to that. The documentary about beer seemed to really really make me think that it saved the world. Beer might be the reason why there's a lot of drunk driving deaths. But, damn it, once upon a time, it saved us from a pandemic. Massive pandemic. Apparently it won't save us... Uh, from from the coronavirus, but uh, saved us from the bubonic plague. I guess it was, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'm good here, as I'm just, just uh, bitched about how I don't uh, <laughs> can't fathom how NFTs work. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong, but uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.